Christopher Ray is right now testifying. Testifying about what took place, the Capitol riots on January 6th. Nothing wrong with this whatsoever. Nothing wrong with looking at this whatsoever. Nothing wrong with asking what happened and how it happened. I think that there is this immediate gut check reaction uh, to the idea that, oh, this is just ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. What is ridiculous is to make an argument that only one person is responsible. What is ridiculous is to make the argument that what happened at the Capitol is somehow worse than what happened in the streets of Minneapolis, Seattle, Portland, Indianapolis, Chicago, New York. It's just an absolutely horrific and terrible idea to make the argument that only one thing matters. And this is what's happening across the country. It's all about the white supremacists and the white nationalists and the, and the, the right-wing radicals. If we're not going to be honest about what's happening in the country, how can we begin to have a conversation about it? So let's do a couple of things. For us, let's at least be clear. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. Number one, of course there are people out there who are white supremacists. The total amount of them couldn't fill a high school gymnasium, couldn't fill one side of a high school gymnasium. I'm going to say it again, and if producer are you want to argue it, you can. Let's do this. The total amount of white supremacists, the idea that we have these large looming groups that are trying to win the country for white people is not on every street corner. It's not in every other house. It's not in every other business. That's untrue. It is a fear factor conversation without question. That's different from saying that they're not they exist. Well, of course they exist. It's the same exact conversation. We know it to be true. When we take a look at, well, uh, FBI statistics on hate crimes, right? You know I don't believe in hate crimes, right? A crime is a crime. It's not a hate crime. But hate crimes always uh, towards uh, Jews. Jews are the ones who make up the most amount of hate crimes in terms of uh, uh, perpetrated against And it isn't all white supremacists. We have created a fear factor around this idea that doesn't do us any good. Rather, what should do us good is a recognition of things. Did they march in Charlottesville and say Jews will not replace us? Absolutely. And on behalf of all the Jews, no one's looking to replace you. We've looked at your life. We think it sucks. We're good. Thank you very much. But you gathered 300 people in Charlottesville. Now, the number could have been 1,000 for all I know, but the number wasn't 150,000 people strong. There were more people opposing those people than there were those people, which does make me always feel better. That it is somehow the top thing in America and we're not going to pay attention to Antifa when the violence is right in front of our face. Sorry, I won't buy in. It would be 
radical to pretend it's not there. It is equally radical to pretend that is all that is there. This is another great example of our inability to look at a situation honestly and clearly and with focus. We seem to be incapable of doing such a thing. It can only be this, and anything you say otherwise, well, that's, that's, it's like you're not even willing to deal with the truth. Deal with the truth. Deal with the truth. These people hate me. They hate me. I don't know if you've ever met a white supremacist. They don't like Tony Katz. They certainly don't like Aron Israel Ben Label, which is my Hebrew name. They are not fans. You should hear what they say about my mother. The argument I am making is not one of condoning, which is usually how it gets pinned upon me by pseudo-intellectual people who spend no time actually thinking. This is part of the problem. It's It's a complete and total unwillingness to see all of it. It's only one way and you shouldn't be allowed to speak. That's exactly why they get involved in censorship. That's exactly why uh, people on on political sides of the aisle, like the political left, just use terms like racist and bigot and to dismiss you because to have the conversation is to recognize you. I think that we should recognize that a white supremacist exists and we should recognize that there's not a white supremacist on every street corner. The bigotry of Black Lives Matter and those who created Black Lives Matter is real. The bigotry of those who created the Women's March is real. I couldn't get anybody to talk about it. We were the only ones. The bigotry of Linda Sarsour and Tamika Mallory, the Marxist that is Patrice Cullors, these things are honest and real. Just say so. I've got an entire side of the aisle that refuses to note that Black Lives Matter is an organization, is a Marxist organization, and therefore antithetical to the American experience, never mind humanity. Why? Why? You don't think white supremacists were there at the Capitol? Okay. You'd be completely wrong. Completely wrong. You don't think that... A couple of Antifa guys were at the Capitol. You'd be completely wrong. Completely wrong. Now, Christopher Ray, one of the things he said in speaking to Senator uh, Chris Coons was the idea of the, the, do you know for sure, do you know for fact there was this group, that group, uh, the, the other group. Let me, I think I've got the right spot here. Let me, let me share if, if I could, um, some of this with you let me let me see if i can provide you some of some of 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 what took place because well it's it's important it's important to see the wordplay that uh the senator from delaware uh democrat chris coons was using and it was important to hear the answer you know there's a lot of politics in a lot of these things. Sometimes the answer is still the answer. It doesn't matter if you like it or not. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter if, if, if you want to buy in or not. It's still the answer. The answer is, of course, white supremacists are out there. And it is equally true that they're not on every street corner. 
It is absolutely true that there are racists out there. It is absolutely equally true that the nation is not a racist nation, nor an anti-Semitic nation. I mean, it's just true, factual, clear as day. And the people who don't want to buy into that, well, those are people we should dismiss from honest, decent, rational conversation because they haven't earned it. They're not worth it. And there was plenty so far in this hearing where where uh, members of the Senate wanted to get wholly and solely political. And of course, you're going to see that in, in the social media feeds. I think we've got to do a better job. We have got to do a better job. And we've got to be the ones who are being honest with each other. We, what, what's our option? Honestly, what choice do we have? We have to be honest with each other about what it is we're seeing, about what it is that's happening. And this, this missive that has been going on for, 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 for a couple of years now. Communism. Critical race theory, anti-racism is far more a threat to my children right now in schools, to your children in schools, than white supremacy. That's different than saying that white supremacy isn't a threat. Anybody who thinks they should have control just because of their race is a, is, is, is a threat. Let's take it to, to this uh, here with uh, Senator... Senator Chris Coons uh, and uh, Christopher Ray, who uh, runs the director of the FBI. Let's see if I can do this right. In his opening comments, the first uh, murder by an anarchist violent extremist um, last year, in quite some time, certainly, uh, which was the individual who in Portland uh, killed a, a supporter of an opposing viewpoint. And then the the individual in question, the, the violent extremist, was himself killed in a, in a shootout as the marshals were trying to apprehend him. Thank you. Senator Coons. Um, thank you, Chairman Durbin. Uh, Director Ray, uh, welcome. Thank you for your service and your testimony today. Let me join uh, with my colleagues in conveying our condolences on the line of duty deaths of Special, special Agents Daniel Alfin and Laura Schwarzenberger. Um, it has been a long time since there's been a Special Agent line of duty death, but every loss of life uh, by those who are serving us and protecting us is uh, too many, and uh, we join in grieving their loss and hope you'll convey that to their family. But our purpose here today is to focus principally on what happened in this complex, in this building, in the Capitol on January 6th. Charleston, Charlottesville, Pittsburgh, El Paso, Kenosha, and right here in the U.S. Capitol. These are just some of the recent examples where far-right extremists and white supremacists have terrorized this country, their fellow citizens, and murdered individuals. We all condemn violence by anyone of any political persuasion, but we have to be honest about the significant threats we face, and that's the only way we can work together to take steps to confront them. Um, I think it's uh, critical to that process for us to uncover the real facts of what happened, and given uh, some of the misinformation being spread by some uh, colleagues, I just would appreciate your redressing, readdressing a couple of uh, questions. Um, can you speak with clarity about what we know about the January 6th, the riot here at the Capitol. You've said there have been, I think, 280 arrests uh, so far. Um, has there so far been any evidence 
that the January 6th riot here, the insurrection, was organized by people simply posing as supporters of President Trump's? We have not seen any evidence of that, uh, certainly. At this Is there point. any evidence at all that it was organized or planned or carried out by groups like Antifa or Black Lives Matter? We have not seen any evidence to that effect thus far in the investigation. And is there any doubt that the people who stormed the Capitol included um, white supremacists and other uh, far-right extremist organizations? Uh, there's no doubt that it included uh, individuals that we would call militia violent extremists uh, and then in, in some instances individuals that were racially motivated violent extremists who advocate for you know the superiority of the white race but the militia violent extremists is probably at the moment uh, trending the biggest bucket if you will well you face challenges we as a nation face challenges with extremists of all stripes types backgrounds motivations um, as the new chair of the subcommittee on privacy and technology and law i'm concerned about how um, extremists have used social media platforms to organize and incite violence and in some ways about how social media platforms work uh, to accentuate or accelerate um, those uh, who have extreme views and to potentially radicalize those who now, that's a worthy question about how social media uh, is utilized. And then, you know, when you hear about these things, it gets talked about more. So it is social media accentuating the things. I, I actually think that's a, a solid and, and, and worthy question. But his question about did Antifa organize, that's different than whether or not Antifa was there. I don't think they were the only people there, but we know they were there. And then it was when, when he asked uh, the, the the question about, um, uh, th- I think it was this specific right here. Examples where far-right extremists and white supremacists have uh, terrorized this country. They're- I'll, I'll find it. He asked this, this question about uh, specifics about who did this in the organization. And, well, that's not the way Ray answered. He said, well, no, not this, but this. So Chris Coons was still looking for something that would help his narrative. Narrative is inconsequential on this subject. Data is consequential. There are people out there who hate others for their race. There are people out there who hate others for their religion. And it's happening in a lot of spots. And it's awful. And it's stupid. Sorry, don't mean to use the word stupid. But what else can I call it? It is a worthy conversation of all of us. When we decide we're going to raise one and say this is the only issue and not look at the others, that is not something we should accept. Let us discuss it all. We will at least be honest. I'm Tony Katz.